Now, what would be the odds that that was happening again, that that wasn't a new report? Was that a new report or an old report? That's what I'm asking. Is it a new report or an old report? Is that a new report? Well, we don't know. When a seasoned sports fan teams up with a millennial, opinions may vary, but the debates assuredly won't disappoint. Check your sources. It's New Report, Old Report. Here's your hosts, John Lund and Al Renato. Well, Al, another exciting week in athletics. Record for our grand listeners on March 2nd, 2020. Basketball in full swing. College basketball has finally reached the month of March, which means the madness is almost upon us. The NBA is taking shape little by little. Major League Baseball is in spring training, and the XFL continues to roll on without much coverage on new report, old report. I'm not taking blame for that, by the way. It's the old report side of things. I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. the old report side of things. I want to start here, though, before we get into the sports world, because the sports radio landscape, both nationally and locally, was shaken up a bit last week. On our beloved Mad Dog Sports Radio, a channel which I work for and a channel which you've listened to since Christopher Mad Dog Russo came over to it from WFAN, Airwaves and shockwaves just abound on a Thursday. And I hear from another show on the channel that a Chris Russo and an Al were really getting into it on the radio regarding the Houston Astros. So, of course, like a any good listener would do, went on the app, on demand, a little rewind, just to see what all the hubbub was about. And it didn't disappoint. So first, we're going to play that sound for our listeners, courtesy of SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio. This was on Chris Russo's show, Mad Dog Unleashed, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. A Alan White Plains, your co-host of this program, called Chris Russo and voiced some opinions on some comments made by Chris regarding the Houston Astros and things, as they say, in a particular movie, escalated quickly. Here's Alfred in White Plains, who I think wants to read the Riot Act to Houston, too. Al, good afternoon. How are you? Well, I think we've all read the Riot Act to Houston enough, but, you know, it, it's amazing. I, I mean, you have, once 2010 came and went, you have just gotten soft. 2010, you want it, the passion left. 2012, 2014, I mean, you, you might as well be Gumby. All right? What the hell's the matter with you? What's the matter? Where are you on this? I told you where you I am. You know what you would have said years? Oh, come on. What can he do? He can do what you told him to do here. What were you told guys to go time after? Show some guts. Show some guts, for Christ's sake. You're the commissioner. You know what people want. No, you can't go have an FBI investigation. And no, you can't ban him from postseason or these moronic suggestions of playing 120 games on the road. People got, you strip him! You strip the title! 
2017 championship, World Series winner, none. Has McGuire? Did Just McGuire? Like did, did, did did your McGuire when you went when you were doing handstands when he set the home run record? Handstands, that was he's a car. Handstands. Did did, did you say after McGuire cheated his ass off? After McGuire cheated his ass off, did you say that home run should be negated? Let me hear. They blatantly broke rules that were passed down specifically. And what did McGuire? And what did McGuire? And what did McGuire and Bonds do? What did McGuire and Bonds do? Then, on top of everything else, he says to us he did the investigation, and during the investigation, when a reporter says to him, well, how do we know they cheated during the playoffs? Correa said they didn't. He goes, they did. My investigation resulted in in them telling me, and the preponderance of the evidence was, that they cheated during 2017. That was my investigation. That's what they told me. I can't suspend the players because they gave me this information on condition of anonymity, on condition of not being prosecuted. That's fine. Strip them. Strip them. Uh, again, you, you didn't answer the question. I, you know, you are a Cardinal fan who did cartwheels. You did. Ow, 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 ow. Don't tell me. Wait a second. I'm not done. Don't tell me you can't set a precedent. You suspended a guy. You banned a guy from the Braves organization because of moving money around for foreign, foreign players for life. You banned him for life, suspended from baseball for life. They've got ill-gotten gains, and you're not stripping him of a title. If you feel they should be stripped into the commissioner, strip them. And you know what else it would accomplish? We wouldn't be talking about it. Well, let me, again, I'll say say it one more time. I'll say it one more time. It's not about Mark McGuire. Yes, it is. It's not about Barry. Oh, yes, it is. You sat there. I took the phone calls. I took the phone call out. I took the phone calls. You were going to McGuire's games all over America. You went to Shea. You went all over the place. When he hit his 50th at Shea, you were there. I did not hear for 20 years. For 20 years, I did not hear a word out of you regarding your steroid cheat who gave you glory as a cardinal. Not a peep that I what hear does from you. Have to do with anything? Because is he cheated too. Is that is why. Is he cheated and you are not being... Well, that's not the same thing. Yes, you know what he did? He broke Maris's record. That's what he did. He went out there and he broke Roger Maris's record. A cherished historical feat that has gone down in history and he broke it, it by cheating well how come you didn't complain nothing to do with the argument Al, 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 where is your cons- Al, where is rules that were specifically set down right. by this commissioner Al, where is your every team in the league Al, where is your Al, okay fine and where is your and it's further evidence oh of my god Al, further breath. evidence of it Where's all the criticism coming from? It's coming from the players. And where is your... Ow! Where is your consistency? You have never said a word. You, for years, who is a baseball purist, have never said to me a word in 30 years of calling shows, a word about your cheats in St. Louis. How come? What do you mean my cheats in St. Louis? You're a Cardinal fan, and I've said a word. Buzz is a fraud. You've never said that about McGuire. At least, my, at least McGuire admitted it. I'm oh, Bill Cole, stop admitting it, my ass. Admitted it. We admitted it 10 years after the fact. He danced around home plate and basically clapped in front of Roger Maris's family. And won that title. 
He admitted it when he cried on TV with Bob Costas so he can get a TV, so he can get a major league uh, batting coach job and he can look good in front of his kid. Oh, come on. Give me a break, Al. Be consistent. At least be consistent. You want to strip the Astros of championships, but God forbid we can't strip McGuire, your Cardinal, who went to all those games, who for those home runs, the biggest fraud in the world. Not to mention Bonds. We all know Bonds is too. Now, you got you to gotta be consistent. All you people who want the Astros destroyed, well, then what are we doing with the steroid guys? Tory wants the Astros destroyed. What's he doing with A-Rod? Who's taking shots in the ass by Bosch in the postseason in 2009. In the ass! Where Pete Sheehy roamed. My God almighty. Ruth Garrick, DiMaggio Mano. And Bosch is there. Hey, A-Rod, let's go. It's the fifth inning. You're going to get a batter here against the Twins. Let's stick a needle up there. A little more confidence when you get to the plate. Oh, my God. You guys are hot stuff. See, you're inconsistent. That's the problem I have with you folks. You're, all of you out there are completely inconsistent. You want to destroy the Astros. And who? we don't have to destroy them. They're already destroyed. You want to destroy the Astros and do all this. Sabathia, this means you too. You want to destroy the Astros for what they did, and that rightfully so. Strip titles, take banners away the whole bit. But you say nothing about your cheats because they're on your team and you want nothing to do with it. The Yankees, the Giants, the Cardinals, the uh, Clemens. And you want to stay away. Pettit cheated twice. You Yankee fans are hot stuff. You had a pharmacy there for years. You had 26 Yankees. Stars. Giambi. What do I know what he was doing before he got up there with Pedro? And he said twice. And he hit those homers. Who knows? Made him stronger so the fly ball went an extra five feet and left the park. And then I got to listen to Al scream and yell about the Astros. When he sat there, I know for a fact, I'm, I've been talking to him for 50 years. And I sat there and... Went nuts with McGuire. Greatest player in the world. Look at him. He's great for baseball, him and Sosa. I mean, he basically embarrassed the sport and embarrassed Maris. Roger. Embarrassed him. And he says nothing for 20 years. Ah, so what? They're all doing it. That's the excuse. Well, I can say the same thing with this. They're all cheating. The Yankees got nailed. They got a, a, a disciplinary hitting with that watch. Who knows what the Red Sox are up to? They're all cheating these teams. Well, they the Astros, the only team in the world stealing signs. Beltran sort of knew about it before he got there. The leader, the orchestrator leader, the composer. My God, you guys are hot stuff. You know, when they take Bonds' records away, when baseball does that, and when the Cardinals take all that Big Mac garbage down in St. Louis and eliminate Mark McGuire from any paraphernalia with their friends, disassociate themselves with him. When they do that, and the Cubs, who at least, I give them credit, they've made an attempt to say goodbye to Sosa. When I see baseball, and when I see the individual teams basically wipe their hands clean of the cheats who ruined the record books, then we can start talking about Rob Manfred taking a banner down in Houston in 2017. Al, be consistent. You are not. 20 after the hour, we continue. I'm Mad Dog Unleashed. <laughs> So now that everyone has heard that, 
you have the floor. One of the reasons to doing this podcast, you don't have to get cut off the air when you call Chris Mad Dog Russo or Nick Wright or MLB Radio. There's not a two or three minute time limit. We got 55 minutes on this show. You've got the platform to speak your mind without having to worry about the producer or the host cutting things loose. So just Chris's comments in general, what you had to say based on them, and then his response afterward, which then led to another myriad of calls. Fantastic radio for more than an hour, courtesy of yourself, Al. So let the public hear what you have to say about this. Well, first of all, we want to say hello to everybody and welcome aboard for another week. Uh, This was just a scenario where I thought it was about time somebody brought Chris up to date and got him back to the old Russo, got him back to the Russo that we know and love that obviously prompted his nickname, the mad dog, because he has been so incredibly soft on this issue of the Houston Astros and the cheating scandal. And I thought it was about time that we jumped a little ugly and brought out some passion from Chris, at least even if he disagreed with me, I wanted to hear the old Russo. I wanted to hear some fire. I wanted to hear him flying. And we got that out of him. I disagree with him wholeheartedly and 100% on the issue. I think the commissioner dropped the ball. I think this commissioner has been incredibly soft. I understand he could not suspend the players because he needed to get information from them and dealing with the union. He promised that they would not be suspended. But there is absolutely no reason that he could not have stripped the title from the Astros because this was a cheating scandal. It was a cheating scandal on knowledge or disavowing any knowledge or turning the other head of the general manager. It was a cheating scandal that the manager had full awareness of. And it was a cheating scandal that was perpetrated by one of the coaches. And by one of the senior members of the team who were the brainstormers behind this entire thing in total and complete contravention and violation of a specific directed directive handed down by the commissioner before the season began and given to all the teams, which this general manager didn't pass on to his manager. And despite that, the manager said, I didn't need to know it. I knew it. He didn't have to give me the directive. I knew it. And the general manager turned a blind eye, the manager broke a couple cameras, turned a blind eye, and of course, the coach not only spearheaded it, he went to another franchise, spearheaded it again, and won another world championship, and we're waiting for the results of that investigation. And yet Russo says you don't have to strip it because it's like steroids. Because, you know, uh, Mark McGuire took a shot in the fanny. Jose Canseco took a shot in the fanny. So strip, I don't give a strip the whole row. Where was I to complain about Mark McGuire? Was there a directive? Did Bud Selig hand down a directive to all the general managers about steroids before Mark McGuire or Jose Canseco or A-Rod or Rafael Palmeiro or Sammy Sosa took I don't remember that. Was there a directive? Was Dave McKay, the coach of the A's, going around, as Chris would say, giving a shot in the ass, a shot in the ass, a shot in the ass, we're shooting him in the ass? Was okay, Jose Cantillo with Mark Moore getting shots in the ass from the coaches? Of course they weren't. Of course they weren't. These were players who did this 
on their own. These weren't coaches who perpetrated a cheating scandal, who, by the way, there was no directive from the commissioner not to do this. A specific directive handed down by the commissioner before this season started, turned a blind eye by the general manager, the manager, the coaches, and the players. And they cheated. And the commissioner said when questioned by the media, they said they didn't cheat during the postseason. The commissioner's response, yeah, they did. Why do you know? Because they told me. My evidence was that, yes, they cheated during the postseason. So you strip the ill-gotten gain. It's very simple. And it's all over and done with. And the players are happy because the championship trophy that they are so ingrained in playing for and is so important to them that they show up early to training camp to play for, and the only bad thing about it is it's got the commissioner's name on it, they hook him out. Well, you know what? If I'm the commissioner, I have a second thought. I say, you want to know what, Turner? You're right. You do play for that trophy. That trophy does mean something on it. But here's where you're wrong. It's got my name on it, and that name does mean something. And you want to know what? Since it's got my name on it, I'm taking it back. It's my trophy, and I'm taking it back. World Series champion, 2017, None. Zero. Vacated because this entire organization cheated their way to a title. They cheated the Yankees. They cheated the Dodgers. They cheated baseball. Thus, I am stripping you of the 2017 championship trophy. Give me back my trophy with my name on it. I will restore my name. I will restore the integrity of the game. The rest of the players will be happy. The public will be happy. And it will set down a precedent that will say to anyone, if you do it again, same thing. Same thing. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, no rings and no trophy for you. But now Chris Russo, ah, he wants to compare it to Home run titles, he wants to compare it to steroids, he wants to compare it to winning a championship with a guy on steroids. Coaches didn't perpetrate that cheating scandal. There was no directive handed down by the commissioner. No one acted in direct violation of a commissioner's order, directive, mandate, etc. And by the way, just so you know, you wonder why very few players barked about other players using steroids during that time? Because they were all doing it. Well, they were all doing it. 80% of the league, 80% of the leagues were doing it. We don't know who was doing it. We don't know who wasn't doing it. That's why we can't trust anything in terms of who to believe, who not to believe. Well, here's what we do now. All these players are pissed. They're pissed at this commissioner. They're pissed at the Astros, which leads me to believe, yeah, of course, everybody steals signs. You're supposed to try and steal signs the old-fashioned way but not to the extent of the cheating scandal that the Astros and who knows, maybe the Red Sox perpetrated by the big cheat, the big cheat, the big liar, the perpetrator in both organizations, the guy that everybody says is such a good guy. Hopefully we won't see Cora in baseball for a very member. This commissioner suspended a front office member of the Atlanta Braves for misappropriating international money. By taking international money and spending more of it in one spot than he should have in another spot. He banned him for life. For life. Life is a long time. For misappropriating international money. These guys cheated their way 
to a world championship. We're not talking about a needle in the ass. We're talking about cheating your way to a world championship. You cannot even compare the two. It's like comparing apples to oranges. All he had to do was show some guts and strip them of the title, which he can still do, but it's too late now. It's too late because he's soft. Rob Manfred didn't have the guts to do it. He didn't have the temerity to do it. He didn't have the wherewithal to say, this can't happen on my watch. We had no champion in 1994 because of the strike. We don't need a champion in 2017 because of the cheating. I didn't know you watched that much of Mark McGuire, not just that. Bush Stadium. <laughs> Apparently, you were traveling around cross country watching Mark McGuire games. Good for you, Al. Good for you. <laughs> As one of the retorts. Do you think Mark McGuire is the all time single season home run king? Barry Bonds? A Rod? Those are simply in 2009? numbers in a record book which may or may not be relevant to how you view who holds. A particular record. It has nothing to do with who won a championship based upon a cheating scandal perpetrated by the front office and management and coaches and players and organization wide premeditated cheating scandal in direct violation of a specific order and directive set down by the commissioner before that particular season started. You can't compare anything to this. He tried. He failed miserably because he just won't see the light. And he says, well, maybe the commissioner thinks the way we do. Well, if the commissioner thinks the way we do, you have the power. Why don't you strip the title? If you think the way we do, the big, I have an answer the big for that. I don't want to set a precedent. You set a precedent. You suspended a guy for life right. by misappropriating international money. That's stealing it. Right. You didn't take it and run away with it. He misappropriated. He spent more in one spot than he was supposed to spend in that spot. He compiled the monies to go over and above what he was supposed to for a particular player in a particular area. So let's, let's ban him from baseball for life. You didn't kill anybody. You set a precedent with him. Here you have a team that won a world championship and did it because of the benefits they gained from a cheating scandal set in motion by a coach and a senior respected player in full view of and with full knowledge of the manager who let it go and with full knowledge of the general manager who, if he knew about it, turned a blind eye to it. It's beyond the scope of belief how a commissioner can turn tail and run from this type of scar on his game, on his watch, when the whole baseball world wants him to stand up and be counted. He suspended the appropriate people. He 
levy the heaviest fine he could levy under the baseball constitution. The last step was to strip the hardware to show that I will not allow you to benefit from ill-gotten gains. But he could not seal the deal. He didn't close the jail cell. Bottom line. He said, go on in. The door is open. Leave whenever you want. That is unacceptable. But not to Chris Russo. Because he refuses to call this commissioner out on the carpet. Because he's got a relationship with him. He likes him. And that's all well and good. But I don't. And I refuse to stand down. And I refuse to let him stand down and not be criticized for standing down because it is unacceptable. I believe in the courtroom, you now say no further questions, Your Honor, and go to your seat and everybody stands and applauds. <laughs> if we had an audience for this show, we would get that. That's that's the biggest thing with this is obviously the steroid scandal is one of the biggest black eyes on the sport of Major League Baseball. But the commissioner, knowing about it in the earlier going, and not embracing it, but probably looking around at what it was doing to his sport, which is in the in the doldrums from the strike. I mean, I was eight years old in 1998, and all that I loved about baseball was what Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing to baseballs. It, it was completely thrilling, as it was to my generation. You love home runs, and you love the chase. One of the best things to happen in baseball but now we know that it was a complete farce while it was happening. But he knew of these things and just, eh, we'll let it go. I mean, eventually they got down to it, but they let it go for a very long time. Now there's a commissioner that sees wrongdoing and cheating happening, hears the whispers of it happening, and tells... The whispers! The whispers, the reports! The reports. The A's continually filing complaints. Right. Teams throughout the league throughout the league knew they were cheating. Sent notices to the commissioner. Here are here are our suspicions, but not until one of their own, Mike Fires, had the guts to step up and call them out. Was it finally brought to light? An investigation finally commenced, and you know, we know the results. We know the results. They were caught dead in their tracks. Caught red-handed, admitted to guilt. As per the commissioner, the players admitted they did it. They did it. Cora was at the front of it, as was Beltron, who was specifically named. And they've been fired. They've been suspended. Finish the deal. Complete the punishment impose the sentence strip the title do your job you have the power to do what's in the best interest of baseball everyone will be behind this plain and simple and it will put it to bed once and for all and you won't hear any further complaints from anyone the players won't have to take any action on the field because the Astros will have gotten their punishment. They will have been stripped. They are not world champions. 
banners come down. They want to keep their rings. Who cares? Okay, but they mean nothing. And the record book says 2017 World Series vacated. Champion, none. You can put in the record book the championship was vacated due to a cheating scandal perpetrated by the Houston Astros, who fraudulently and falsely defeated the New York Yankees in seven games in the ALCS and fraudulently and falsely defeated the Los Angeles Dodgers in a seven-game World Series. If you want to put all that in, feel free. Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. It's seeing that something was wrong, making some judgments and decisions, but not having a big enough backbone to make the boot on the throat go through. Then we have reports last week that Joe Torre, the MLB's chief baseball officer, former Yankees manager, we might remember that, he told the Astros and the Red Sox before the 2018 ALCS, hey, any of your cheating efforts aren't going to be secret anymore. This is from Carl Ravitch. He met with the managers. He met with the general managers for both teams. Basically said to them, look, if, you're, if you've gotten away with anything or doing anything that would violate the rules that you're all aware of or should be aware of, Clean it up. You're going to understand at some point there's going to be a player or players or a front office person that's going to leave your team, go to another team, and basically rat you guys out. That's what Carl Ravitz said to Baseball Tonight podcast. Joe Torre in 2018 basically telling them this is going to come to an end. Uh, but, Joe, you fucking know this is happening, man. Do something about it. Don't be in a back room again like, hey, guys. Just like Manfred did in the first place. Hey, guys, we know you're doing this. Could you stop? Joe Torre in 2018. Hey, guys, we know you're doing this. Could you stop? And the Astros said, get fucked. They didn't stop. In 2017, 2018, and not in 2019. I mean, the commissioner will lead us to believe this, this all didn't go down in 2019. But please, save us. Instead of telling them, hey, could you stop? Like you do to a toddler throwing a temper tantrum. Hey, could you stop? Don't do that. Hey, stop. Do something about it. Punish them correctly. It's okay. You can do it. It's okay that there's no precedent for it. If somebody commits a crime that has no precedent for it, that doesn't mean that they go away scot-free because, oh, we've never seen the likes of this. This man killed 150 people with one what bullet do we do? shot. What do we do? We, we better let him go. I don't know. We've Goodness never gracious. seen anything like this. We've never seen anybody cheat like this. is a case of first impression. Well, so is the type of punishment. If it's a case of first impression, then you subject it to punishment of the first impression. But, you know, Joe Torre isn't exactly the long arm of the law either. So that doesn't surprise me in the least. It's Bottom to, line. It's to the point now where it's so that, disappointing to know who knew. And again, as repeated history for our beloved sport of baseball, who knew what was going on and just was like, eh, 
either somebody else will figure it out or we'll let them know and hopefully they'll stop. Well, that's nice. That'll get you far. You know, and, and we've always looked at Chris Russo to be our ombudsman. We've looked at Chris Russo to be basically Peter Finch. Look it up. Network. I'm I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Where is my guy? Where is the guy who earned the name? Mad Dog. Said he wants to you know, get on his 630 train with his newspapers and his books. Get home. Watches all in the family reruns as he likes to say and they have his milk and cookies. You know, make fun of Steve Torrey. I want my Mad Dog. I want rants. I want action. I want tantrums. I want him to be the conscience. As I said to him, since your Giants have won championships, you just don't have your heart in anymore. You just don't care enough. You just don't have your heart in it. He's gone soft. And after all these years, I guess he's entitled. No. Now there will still be the mad dog. Uh-uh. Step it up. And that was the reason for the call, to bring him out, call him out on the carpet. And if nothing else, I brought back the passion. Did get a good rant out of it. Stuck in the ass. Beautiful. It was vintage. I mean, all it took from you was just, just a little tickle under the chin. It's all it took. A couple Just minutes. A little, little poke with the stick. Come on. We know you're in there. And we got it. It was great radio. the dynamite's in that keg. Just took a little longer to light it. Yeah, that's all. It's it's aged a little bit more now. You got you to gotta work the lighter <laughs> one or two more times. And, and, you know, what's funny, too, is we're seeing and we've already seen what the season, the regular season, that is, will start looking like when it comes to the Astros on top of them getting booed, Correa getting booed, Altuve getting booed, whoever getting booed, the team leading the spring training leagues and hit by pitches. Today, another example, brilliant move by Major League Baseball when they do this, and I wish they could during the game, but there'll be some excuse as to why they can't. But Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo both mic'd up for their spring training game against their former manager, it's Los Angeles Angels, Joe Madden. David Ross is the manager of the Cubs. Fun fact, folks, if you didn't know that, just refreshing your memory because it took me a second to remember that. Just having fun during the game and taking the microphone up to the plate. And Rizzo at one point, I think Jessica Mendoza asked him, do you know what's coming? Are you prepping for anything? He's like, I have no idea what's coming. I'm, I'm just firing in the dark here, to paraphrase. And then he said, somebody... Somebody bang the bang something for me. <laughs> Let him know what's coming. Somebody bang something for me. Then we have Trevor Bauer in his spring training session today telling one of the batters what pitch was coming before <laughs> each pitch with his glove, signaling like he would in a bullpen session to let him know what was coming. And he struck the guy out, saying basically, hey, I'll tell you exactly what's coming. You still got to hit it. Trevor Bauer is one of years ago before social media and you know the Bauer hour that he has now on MLB and uh, all the different avenues in which he can communicate Twitter, et cetera. 
he would have been looked upon as a flake, one of the great flakes in the game. And I don't want to say a clown prince, but one of the more entertaining, provocative uh, players in baseball and all of sports. And he is an incredibly bright guy. You don't always agree with what he does, which I don't. Some of the stuff is nuts, uh, you know, throwing the ball over the wall, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, he's got some unique training uh, aspects to his regimen. If you watch his, his pregame rituals, which, hey, look, that, that's it is what it is when it comes to that routine. Whatever works for you. But uh, he says a lot of things. Some of the stuff I agree with, some of the stuff I'm not too crazy about. But uh, he certainly brings out opinions. He brings out exchanges. He prompts interest, uh, whether you like or dislike him. And obviously, he's incredibly talented. Uh, He had an awful second half of the season when he got traded to Cincinnati. Uh, We'll see how he does in his full first go-around in the senior circuit uh, in the NL Central. But he is certainly an interesting guy. And has a lot of opinions, uh, which he is not afraid to voice. And uh, the fact that he's on the mound telling a guy what's coming, and then throwing that pitch and doing his best, to, you know, to beat him with that particular pitch, you know, is, is not surprising that it's coming from him. He is that kind of guy in terms of uh, what he will say or what he will do to create, stir up interest, controversy, whichever way you, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, is that good for the game? Well, if you put it in the category of there's no such thing as bad publicity and, and it brings eyes to the screen and radios to the sets, I suppose it is. Uh, you know, whether or not you agree with all the things that he says or does and you're not going to agree with all of it. But he certainly is colorful and he certainly is unafraid to voice his opinion about all aspects that are going on in the game. It was a great day for baseball on social media and and that marketing side of things before I've long ranted on this show how terrible of a job baseball does promoting its stars, whether it's taking down highlights immediately off Twitter when somebody puts them on or off Facebook when somebody puts them on because the MLB has the copyrights and they can't. Just, Just stupid. Stupid actions in 2020. We've had a couple days now where we saw Mike Trout hit a golf ball to Mars at a Top Golf at an Albert Pujols fundraiser. Just I think at, it, I think I found it in my backyard. Yeah, he hit it to New York. We were over here and I saw it today in Times Square. Unbelievable, fun stuff like that. Chris Bryan and Rizzo ragging on each other during the game, like making fun of each other's hats and joking with David, Ro- like just stuff like that is what we need more of. And I don't expect you to be able to wear a microphone like Rizzo called his shot basically during the game and said, I'm expecting a fastball here. He hasn't. He's only thrown me one so far this game. Gets a high heater and ropes it into right field for a single. And he's rounding first saying, I'm going two here. And then he rounds the bag and says, no, no, that's okay. And goes back. But that, that's what we need. Personalities in this game. You mic up the there. NFL players. That, that, that's the thing. What's what the we need? Personalities are there. It's just a question of you know. It is a hard game to bring them out. Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. 
He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. In, in terms of defending the game itself, you know, you you don't have the the kind of on-court exchange you can see constantly in an NBA game between players and officials who are going back and forth constantly, you know, for 94 feet for 48 minutes because they're exposed to each other. The three officials are running up and down the court with the players. There's only 10 players They're in the confined space. There's constant stops and starts. There's constant conversations going on. Yes, there's conversations with umpires, but not to this type of extent, not with the five guys going up and down, three guys going up and down action all the time. Yeah, they're talking to umpires. Would it be great to hear? It would be hysterical to hear the conversations that goes on between you know, a first baseman, the guy at first, and the first base umpire. It would be great to listen in on that. Some of the stuff, obviously, you'd have to cover your ears for the kids. But uh, you know, we don't hear it in an NBA game either. We see it because the camera's always on it because it's where the ball is. Where in baseball, the camera can't always be on that aspect of it because it's away from the baseball. It's on the pitcher. It's on the batter. You have so much going on in a baseball game that is away from the camera. That's why it's so much harder. Whereas in basketball, everything is encompassed in what's on the camera. And football, most of the time, too. Whereas baseball, it's a much larger area. You have so many guys who are away from the play who are not part of the play during so much of the play that it's hard to involve them and certain aspects of their game, unless you mic them up, you don't see them, you know, for innings. Sometimes you watch a basketball game, you see everybody nonstop. Watch a football game. You see everybody at the line of scrimmage. Watch a baseball game. Cameras focus in on the pitcher, the catcher, the batter. Sometimes the infields, oh, I'll show you a wide screenshot of the outfielders. But when it's time for action, you know, it's four guys. So it, it's a vastly different game. And, and you know, it, it's tough to try and compare it to the others as to how we're going to expose our players and give them more face time. And do they want it? You know, it's 162 games. It's much, you know, over a much longer season. Uh, or one game is not nearly as important as one NFL, NFL game, and arguably half as important as an NBA game or an NHL game. Um, you know, we know their faces, uh, but it, it's also more of a regional game. You know, every game's on TV in your market, but they don't know everybody else's guys. Right. Some places black out their own team. Yes. So yes, yes. Depends yes, where you yes. live, unfortunately. Something else that has to be well, fixed. I, I think they should at least try. And I, I think there's still fear. The purists hate the fact that John boy was able to watch the on field speeds of the games last year. And during day games, you could hear a pin drop. 
So when Aaron Boone went out and yelled at the umpire and said, my guys are fucking savages in the box, one of the best baseball quotes we've ever got, next to when Terry Collins was yelling at the umpire when Noah Syndergaard threw to a guy and said, the ump said, our ass is in the jackpot now if we don't do something about this, and Terry's calling him every name in the book. Incredible. Everybody remembers those things. You have the old coaches yelling at the umpires when their guys get thrown out of the game. Tony Larusa just cursing them up and down. But it's bring the, me back, Earl. Bring me back. Yeah, Earl Reaver. Any around. rant that he's ever given, but it's the purists that go, "Well, that should stay on the field. That's between the umpire and the coaches and the players, and nobody should get to hear that stuff." And if you put a microphone on first base, you're impeding on the guys, and that should be private. But you know, have some fun. Let the players know, listen, you want to be mic'd up? Do you not want to be mic'd up? We're putting a microphone on first base just so you know. You won't be able to hear what you say to the the first base coach when y'all are chatting about stealing or you're handing him your shin guard. But if you guys are having a conversation on first, maybe we'll put it on TV. You want to flip your bat and have a good time after a home run? Go ahead. And we'll put it on social media and let people enjoy it. Just enjoy the game. And the players do enjoy the game immensely or else they wouldn't put up with it for 162 games but i don't think that joy is is given to the fans as much as it should be we don't get to experience the joy as much as we do in the other sports as you mentioned where guys are mic'd up before and after the game nfl film shows them week after week and immediately when something happens in the nba it goes viral the night of tnt's playing it it's all over the place we get to hear players talking after the game on the court mic'd up all access they want us to be as much part of the game as possible and baseball is still incredibly behind in that aspect i just hope it changes i really do because it's fun today it was fun Seeing Trevor Bauer give the signs to a guy is fun. Anthony Rizzo making a joke about the Astros cheating. Somebody give me a, give me a bang so I know it's coming is fun. And I hope that they can implement that more. And maybe this younger generation won't be stuck up about it and be like, I'm not wearing a microphone. I'm at bat. Relax, bro. One at bat out of 400, you'll be fine. So we hope that happens. And by the way, we still haven't found out the uh, – the sanctions, the suspensions, whatever's going to come down to one Alex Cora, as we mentioned earlier in the show, the Boston Red Sox and Major League Baseball still have not uh, that, let that us know what's going on. That was supposed to be out at the end weeks, of weeks ago. last week, the prior week. Weeks ago I mean, now. What are it's they March. doing? It's March. What could possibly be happening? What more do you need to know? What, or what, are, what are you trying to cover up? What are you afraid that we'll find out about that you should just tell us to start with? Maybe they're going to learn from their mistakes with what happened with the Astros stuff. Like, oh, maybe we should have told them these things. I just, you know, I'm very curious to see what this investigation turns up as to the severity of the Red Sox and what Cora perpetrated there in terms of what was the level of their cheating and or sign stealing via misuse of technology. Did they stoop? And or go to the lengths that the Astros did, you would think if it were the case by now, we would have heard it. And if they did, then you got back to back titles that, in all, I don't say likelihood, but that in all honesty could or should have been stripped. Now, do I think they went to the 
the lengths of the Astros. It doesn't seem like it. We haven't any information or rumors to that effect. We just know that obviously Cora was uh, seemingly the perpetrator and obviously, you know, took his act from one World Series winner to another team as the head man and became a World Series winner. So, you know, it, it's very interesting to me as to what this you know, this investigation is going to tell us in terms of the the level of, of, of cheating the Red Sox are guilty of. You would think we would have heard by now, because once the first whisper was said of the Astros, immediately the internet went to work and found countless examples of what was going to come within the report. And that hasn't happened with the Red Sox, whether it's... Was that, was that a new report or a report? Was that, was that a new report or a report? Maybe they're just, report. they might just be biding their time. But we'll was see. We'll oh. let you guys know when, uh, when it's actually announced instead of speculating a new report or an old report. Before we get out of here, I got to ask you too, speaking of Mad Dog Russo, another topic he's, he's most likely pontificated about was the the... Tony Romo television contract. CBS got their guy and got him paid. He got his money. Exclamation his point. Money. $17 million per year is the, the rumored number, which means about a million dollars per game, to, to make a long story short. That, that won't work out mathematically, but you get what I mean. It's a lot of money for a guy that calls football games in a sport which – one could argue that you're going to watch no matter who's in the booth. You're watching for the game, not necessarily the commentary. As the newer report of the show, I I really do enjoy Tony Romo, especially as somebody that didn't play football and and needs those sort of things that he loves to explain explained. I enjoy his predictions, how he works with Jim Nance, which, I mean, they might break that tandem up. Who knows what they're going to do? What other things he's going to have to do with CBS if the contract is true? He might be doing golf or who knows whatever else. The bottom line is he got paid. Are you a fan of this Tony Romo? <laughs> and him now being the voice for the next couple of years at least on CBS. You know, originally I wasn't over-the-top crazy for it. But he really... War on me. Is that the right term? In in a good way. They bring this guy in wet behind his ears. And the next thing you know, he's a phenom and he can't shut up. And he's telling us what plays are going to happen before they're going to happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And some people are sick of it. Some people don't want to hear it. And other people are intrigued by it. And the more I listen to it, sometimes you want a guy to shut up. But he does it to me in such a enthusiastic and i don't mean oh 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 oh, oh, oh. i don't mean dick vitale dub dick vitale i don't mean dick vitale enthusiastic i mean we can tell it sounds like anyway he's thoroughly enjoying watching the game dissecting it and talking to jim nance and us about it and i find that enjoyable I find that refreshing. He's got this boyish enthusiasm. He's always smiling. He's got those big dimples. And, you know, he, he almost sounds like he wishes he was still out there playing 
the way these guys are with a championship on the line, telling us what's going on, and with the enthusiasm and the timing where he talks about, let's see what he's going to do, Jim. And he always gets out of Nance's way just in time. And he'll turn it over to Nance, you know, let's see what they're going to do. What do you think they're going to do, Jim? Here we go. And it's just always seeming like he gets out of the play-by-play guy's way just in time for him to do his job and takes us right up to it. And, yes, sometimes he talks too much. Absolutely. And sometimes uh, he doesn't let the game breathe. But he doesn't do it, I think, to be the star of the show like some guys do. I think he does it just because he's so excited to be there and to talk about it and probably really misses being out there that it's, it's pretty, it's, it's okay by me. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. It's, it's really just like watching a game with your buddies and he's the guy that knows the most about the sport. Maybe you don't know as much, but he's so excited to tell you what's happening to make you understand it. Look, John Smoltz does it all the time. On the baseball front, you watch a game that John Smoltz is the analyst, and he's telling you what's coming. He's telling you what pitch he's going to throw. He's telling you where he's going to throw it. He's telling you, look for this, why you're going to throw it, when you're going to throw it, how you're going to throw it. He does it all the time. Same thing. Right. Same exact thing. You do like to possibly enjoy watching the game and the broadcast and have everything done to be enhanced for us as viewers. And I really believe he does that. He does it for me. And I've been watching the national football league for 55 years. So. Jeez. So you know what you're talking about. Who knows? I know what I'm talking about. I just know what I've been watching for 55 years. Back to Jimmy Brown and Jimmy Brown's last game. You know, in the 1965 championship against the Packers, they lost 23-12. Like, subscribe, and review our podcast, and we'll keep doing our thing and hopefully come down with $17 million ourselves next year. (laughs) It's always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. I'll set up for half. Folks, for the great partner of mine, the one and only John Tiny Lund, I am AWP. Uh, From White Plains, the real handle's Al Renato. We want you all back here next week on the new report. Old report. Until next week. Have a great sports week, everybody. We'll be back 8 p.m. Eastern time here on Sports Radio America. You can listen at sportsradioamerica.com and interact with the show there as well or find us on the TuneIn app by searching for Sports Radio America. You can also follow John Lund under the same handle on Twitter at London Bridge. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>